Today is January 25th, 2023, and this is the seventh anniversary of Katie Hubbard's passing. This also marks the third season of the podcast, There Are Good Things Here, and I'm glad that you've joined me today. Over the course of this next year, I'm going to be reading and reflecting on the lessons that Katie journaled about during 2013, the year that she was diagnosed with recurrent breast cancer. In many ways, this was the hardest year of the journey for both of us because Katie's second diagnosis really blindsided us. She had been diagnosed with stage one breast cancer in 2009 and undergone a single mastectomy, chemotherapy, radiation, and hormone therapy to treat it. And all the odds were in our favor at that time. But then during a second surgery, it was actually in December of 2012, December 17th, 2012, that happened to be Katie's birthday and our anniversary, Uh, Katie had gone in for a prophylactic mastectomy and reconstructive surgery, but her surgeon uh, took a suspicious nodule that was at the scar site of her previous surgery, and it came back positive for cancer. It is fair to say that this was a devastating diagnosis for us, and it brought us into a deep valley that was filled with foreboding and confusion. Today, I want to read to you from my first journal entry after Katie's diagnosis, and of course from her journal as well, and then I'll end this podcast with a reading of Psalm 25, and I'll explain why when I get there. My journal entry is dated January 15th of 2013. It has been some time since I have visited this journal to write or to read in it. In light of our circumstances, I find it interesting to read the last entry that I wrote. It was a message that I wrote but never delivered for a conference. Perhaps I wrote it for me. As Katie and I have walked forward since December 17th until this day, our world has been turned upside down again. The diagnosis of recurrent cancer was so unexpected. The prognosis of 50% so unwanted and unwelcome. I have been nearly unable to lift up my soul to God only in brief prayers and some meditation on Psalm 25. But here is the word that I have heard over and over again. If there is anything you need, please ask. I have heard this not from the Lord directly, but from a multitude of friends who are his agents. This morning, however, I stopped to consider, is this not what God is saying to If there is anything you need, ask. I want to turn now to Katie's journal from the same period of time. There is a gap in her journal entries, as you would anticipate. Uh, She has a journal entry from December 15th of 2012, and then there is a month-long gap from uh, the time that her surgery took place on December 17th 
until uh, December, until January seventeenth, uh, I believe. Interestingly, uh, though, she she actually when she started journaling again, she picked up a new journal. It was one that her mom gave her after her surgery. Actually, it was given to her on her birthday, uh, the morning before she went in for surgery. And I want to I want to read the note that Mom Hanson wrote to Katie um, on December 17th when she went in for surgery. And of course, none of us knew what that day would hold. But she says, To my dear daughter, this birthday year is starting out with a lot of challenges for your always fruitful life. Please know that my heart travels with you wherever you go and in whatever you go through. The next page of her journal um, is the beginning of Katie's reflection uh, with a very new reality. It's dated January 17th, 2013, and the first word is from Revelation 2.10. Do not. Do not fear any of those things that you are about to suffer. Lord, do I do chemo? Is that the right question to ask? Psalm 95, 7. Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts, as in the rebellion, as in the day of trial in the wilderness. When your fathers tested me, they tried me, though they saw my work. For forty years I was grieved with that generation, and I said, It is a people who go astray in their hearts, and they do not know my ways. And so I swore in my wrath they shall not enter my rest. David was so close with you. I believe that one of the reasons was because he was so dependent on you at every turn, except one. He chose to trust in you and to turn to you. Psalm 102, hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day of my trouble. Incline your ear to me in the day that I call. Answer me speedily. For my days are consumed like smoke, and my bones are burned like a hearth. My heart is stricken and withered like grass, so that I forget to eat my bread. And Katie parenthetically says, I can't eat my bread. Isaiah 38, 7. And this is the sign to you from the Lord, that the Lord will do this thing which has been spoken. And she says, Father God, if I am not to do chemo, would you please give me a sign? I want to stop with this journal entry and just say, because the next thing that follows in her journal or notes from a doctor visit that we have, um, Katie was uh, bedridden at this time uh, with drainage tubes coming out of both of her arms following the surgery that she had. Um, dealing with the 
after effects of anesthesia and some pretty heavy narcotics to help her manage pain, and all the while trying to wrap her mind around what this new diagnosis meant. And of course, at this point in time, as many of you know who have gone through cancer journeys yourself or with others, there are hundreds more questions that you have than you have answers for. All of this in that sort of fog of uh, narcotics and pain and just trying to know, uh, in our case too, how do you talk with the kids? How do you celebrate Christmas? Um, and to me, the testimony that Katie has left behind is that the very first thing that she says when she has the strength and clarity to turn her attention back to her journal is she begins writing out scripture after scripture after scripture and addressing herself again directly to the Lord whom she loved and trusted. Um, and I think if you take nothing else away from this podcast or this series of podcasts, it would be that, uh, that if you want to find firm ground, you must walk with the Lord through the scriptures and talk with him about your troubles. That's what Katie was doing all the time, and she left such an example for us to follow. I want to pick up with Katie's journal entry from Saturday, January 26th, 2013. I am skipping over a little bit of her journaling, but most of it had to do with um, just asking the Lord for clarity on the treatment path that we should take. It may be worth saying for context that with the diagnosis that Katie had received of recurrent breast cancer that appeared to be localized, uh, doctors could still talk in terms of curing her cancer uh, because it was not metastatic at that time. Um, but there's really no data. Uh, there was no data at that time suggesting that this or that chemo regimen or radiation or a combination of both or hormone therapy uh, would be effective. Uh, we were just out of the realm where statistics and clinical trials could give a lot of guidance. And so a lot of it was left up to us to, in a sense, decide what uh, route we thought we should go based on the advice that we had gotten from three different uh, medical oncologists and radiation oncologists. Um, and so I'm skipping over some of Katie's reflection on that in January, and I want to pick up with this uh, journal entry from January 26 of 2013, where Katie says, Dear Lord, it appears we have a plan, and she's referring to a plan for treatment. Exodus 14:15. Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. Psalm 139.7 Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning, and I dwell on the uttermost part of the sea. Even there, your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. Even there, even there. 
even forced immediate menopause, even radiation, even chemotherapy, even fearing death and an uncertain future. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as the day, and the darkness and the light are both alike to you. The darkness and the light are alike to you, because you are there, and you are the light. Even there, the darkness and the light are both alike to you. Fear keeps a small life, writes Anne Voskamp. Katie was reading her, I believe it's 1,000 gifts. And so you'll see her quote from Voskamp at times from page 148 of that book. To know that if disaster strikes, he carries me even there. From page 149, trusting God is my most urgent need. If fear keeps our lives small, does a life that receives all of God in this moment grow large too? Even there. Page 151. Every time fear freezes and worry rise, every time I surrender to stress, aren't I advertising the unreality, or excuse me, unreliability of God? Those were Katie's thoughts as January drew to a close and a new horizon that was, as she says, very dark and somewhat threatening to us opened up. But her, her emphasis during this time was even there, even in the darkness, even in the depths, even there, God will be there. And the light and the darkness are a light to him because he is the light. Let me draw this podcast to a close just by reading Psalm 25. You heard it in my journal entry that it was the one place I had been in Scripture. It was actually the only thing that I could read uh, at that time of my life in January of 2013 and the months following. I actually have a note in my Bible that says this was the next Psalm, Psalm 25, that I was to memorize when Katie's recurrence was detected, and I spent three months in it. Psalm 25 reads, To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in you. Do not let me be ashamed. Do not let my enemies exult over me. Indeed, none of those who wait for you will be ashamed. But those who deal treacherously without cause will be ashamed. Make me know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day. Remember, O Lord, your compassion and your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth or my transgressions, but according to your steadfast love, remember me for your goodness' sake, O Lord. 
Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in justice, and he teaches the humble his way. All of the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and truth to those who keep his covenant and testimonies. For your name's sake, O Lord, pardon my iniquity, for it is great. Who is the man who fears the Lord? He will instruct him in the way that he should choose. His soul will abide in prosperity, and his descendants will inherit the land. The secret of the Lord is for those who fear him, and he will make them know his covenant. My eyes are continually toward the Lord, for he will pluck my feet from the net. Turn, turn to me, turn to me, and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. The troubles of my heart are enlarged. Bring me out of my distresses. Look upon my affliction and my trouble, and forgive all my sins. Look upon my enemies, for they are many, and they hate me with a violent hatred. Guard my soul and deliver me. Do not let me be ashamed, for I take refuge in you. Let integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait for you. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all of his troubles. Thank you for being with me again today, and I look forward to the journey ahead this year.